All right, this is the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito, Jeff Thitoff. You can find me on Twitter, at Thit Happens, where I am. Uh, this is uh, Fantasy Sports, the Buckeye Blitz. Uh, Fantasy Sports powered by DSP Media. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. And full disclosure here, uh, I do some work for 97.1 The Fan in Columbus, Ohio. I'm um, on ESPN affiliate here. And I was filling in today on one of their shows, and uh, we had Jim Tressel on. And I'd never met Jim Tressel before. And so I'm not trying to steal what was on the interview there. I just want to give you some insight, though, on some things that I learned about Jim Tressel and how fascinating the conversation was uh, that I had as part of it. Myself and Anthony Rothman, um, who's done everything in Columbus media and fantastic, um, legendary uh, media member here in the Central Ohio area. So anyway, Jim Tressel was on. There was a charity outing, um, a place called Gigi's which does stuff as like an animal shelter. They do all kinds of fantastic things for our four-legged friends. Um, you can go to ggs.org to see more about what they do. There was a, a, a silent auction, all these different things going on. It was a fantastic event that Jim Tressel um, it, it played a big role in as far as putting it on and being out there. So anyway, um, all that out of the way. I got to sit down with Anthony Rothman and Jim Tressel on the show Rothman and Ice. And what was interesting about it was I um, – uh, like I say, first time I met Jim Tressel, and um, I've heard so many wonderful things about him from former players and from other people in the media about just how genuinely he is one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet, one of the kindest, one of the most caring people you'll ever meet. And sometimes you hear that about coaches or athletes, and uh, you know it seems almost like it's BS because it's too good to be true. I'm telling you, with Jim Tressel, that's the way it is. Um, I was on a show with Bobby Carpenter, the former Buckeye linebacker, also played in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys, among other teams. And um, Tressel retiring from Youngstown State as president of the university. And he is going through right now and sending like Bobby got a package from Jim Tressel out of the blue. And what was in the package from Tressel is um, stuff that he had saved from the time Bobby was at Ohio State. Tressel's doing this for all of his former players he has stuff for. So Bobby gets this envelope in the mail it's a larger envelope a package type thing and in it there was um uh things like uh, the goal sheets trestle had every player do a goal sheet every single year and it was a six prong like goal plan when you look at the block o it's like the six prongs on a block o and that's what trestle did there were like six different items that he had all, all his players put out very specific measurable goals like for this year uh, in a certain like for faith Six things here. I'm sorry, very specific goals for faith for the next year. Where you want to be in three years, five years. How you're going to achieve it. How you're going to measure it. Family was another one. Football. All the football family. Different things that you had. And so the players had to all fill these out every single year. End of the year, Tressel would sit down with them and review it and write some notes on it. And Tressel would take the sheet. So Tressel is sent all that stuff back to someone like Bobby. He also sent back notes from meetings they had and team meetings. Um, in addition to that, Bobby's letter, had, Bobby's dad, uh, former NFL player Rob Carpenter, had written a letter to Jim Tressel thanking him for coaching Bobby, and that was also included in the sink. So Tressel's got these different mementos that he saved for all his former players. He's sending it out to them, and uh, which is really a cool thing. I don't think a lot of coaches would do something like that. Tressel does that. So we talked about that off the air a little bit. Um, we also talked about the interview process for him when he got hired for Ohio State. If you remember, so John Cooper famously, infamously, I'm going to put it, you know, Cooper, by the way, did a lot of great things for Ohio State as far as recruiting goes and really expanded the, the net of recruiting for Ohio State going nationally and brought in some tremendous talent from all over the country. 
they didn't always live up to that. And certainly he made the mistake of when, uh, when John Cooper first got here of saying that Michigan's not more important than any, it's, it's important as any other game. They're all the same. You got to win every game. And so it's not like Michigan's more important, which rubbed Ohio state fans the wrong way. Uh, I understand Cooper's thought in that, but it comes across as him not appreciating the rivalry maybe. And, when you then go 2-10-1 against Michigan, your time here just exasperates that fact. But when Trestle got here, first going through the interview process, he knew it was important because he knew how important the rivalry was. So he made sure to highlight that during the interview process. It was himself and Glenn Mason and Mike Bellotti from Oregon, I believe is where it was, were like the three people that were really considered for this job. So uh, Trestle gets the job. And uh, it, it, at the time, I don't know if Ohio State fans were totally behind it, because Glenn Mason, former Buckeye, you know, uh, coached with Woody and all these things, had success coaching um, at the Division One level. Whereas, you know, Trestle's just like Youngstown State, successful, Akron, things like that. You know, so he was, uh, but the Youngstown State thing, though, is where, what he's best known for, for winning titles there. Um, and then Bilotti, he was um, success at Oregon and seemed to be an up-and-comer. Anyway, Trestle gets the job. And then they announce him as... Uh, the head coach, and that night Ohio State has a basketball game. I believe they were playing Michigan, actually, ironically, a home game out at Bayou City Arena, and they bring Trestle out to kind of wave to the crowd. And Trestle gave one that iconic speech that everyone can remember about, um, you know, you'll be proud of our young men uh, in the community, in the classroom, and especially, you know, up in Ann Arbor, I think it was 314 days, whatever the number was, um, but it was it was an iconic moment, even though I can't remember the number off the top of my head, how many days it was. It was an iconic moment um, for Ohio State football fans. And I asked Trestle about that today. Uh, specifically, I asked him, you know, did you prepare? How much did you prepare that speech or what were you ready to give that? Is that what you plan on saying all along um, when you entered the arena that night? And he said to me, he he had no idea he was going to speak. He said that he goes out there thinking all he's going to do is wave to the crowd, introduce, hey, Jim Trestle, new head football coach, wave to the crowd a little bit, and that's it. He walks out there, and someone hands him a microphone like to say something. So he said that was not planned at all, which is amazing to me if you think about how important that speech was to Ohio State fans coming off the Cooper era to have Jim Trestle come out there, this new football coach for Ohio State, and just totally embrace the rivalry like it hadn't been embraced since the Earl Bruce days. So that was a pretty cool uh, that's a pretty cool exchange we had talking about that as well. Um, we also talked about, by the way, his son, what was funny about this, another side note, and Anthony Rothman, the co-host, asked about this. You know, at, at Trestle's introductory press conference, uh, Trestle's son, who was a student at Ohio State, did not go to the introductory press conference. And Rothman told the story about how when he asked Trestle's son why he wasn't there, and his son said, um, "There's you know, Dad told me there's only um, one reason to miss class, and that's if there's a death in the family, your own. And so that was funny, and I, we brought that up to Trestle on the air, and Trestle said that, um, that that's the way he felt. And, and I asked him, I was like, well, it, it, it's your introductory press conference. Why, you know, your son, I, I think he wanted, he wanted to be there. And, and Trestle said, like Trestle would say, if I let my son skip class to come to that press conference, what does that say to my players? You know, what does that say to them? If I'm willing to let my son skip class to come to this, but I'm going to sit there the next day and hold them accountable for missing any classes. So that was pretty cool that he told that story. Then we talked about the 02 season, the famous season for Ohio State when they won the national championship. And I had asked him, you know, because there were so many times 
during that season that Ohio State almost lost. Think about all the different games. Going into that season, first of all, they were coming off, I think, what was a 7-5 and five season that might have been his first year at Ohio State. And then um, Mike Doss, who could have gone to the NFL, said, I'm coming back, the, the defensive back. I'm coming back to Ohio State because I want to win a national championship. He said that before the season. And at the time, it was like, dude, it, not many people thought Ohio State had that capability. Then you go to the season, they almost lose to Cincinnati. Um, they had so many other close calls in that season. Um, the, the Holy Buckeye against Purdue. And they had all these different games. Uh, the Penn State game uh, where Chris Gamble had to uh, intercept the pass to return it for a touchdown in the rain and the cold weather uh, for the only touchdown, I think, of the game for Ohio State that day to beat Penn State um, at the horseshoe. And, of course, the Michigan ending. And then the way the Miami game went. And I asked him, you know, when you during that season, you know, every it seemed like there were so many games you could have lost that would have uh, derailed the the chance of a national championship. And what that was like, and he just said, you know, we, we had to look at every single game, and every game we grew a little bit more, learned something about ourselves, and you know, you can't get too look too far ahead. He said, we obviously always have our eyes on Michigan, but you can't look too far ahead. And every game we got better. Every game we did something, we learned something about our team. You think about all the injuries he overcame. The Maurice Claret um, had injuries. He didn't even play in that Cincinnati game. Um, the, the Northwestern game, he had the fumbling issue and missed some time, but he, he wasn't, there was a lot of times he wasn't hundred percent healthy. And then he obviously the big plays in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, the strip of, um, Sean Taylor on the interception, things like that. But there were so many iconic moments during that 0-2 season and how special that was. And he just said, look, there's been more talented Buckeye teams. It's just we played as a team. We played – he said we had no – going into that season, we only had two captains. Where Ohio State nowadays, they always have, you know, uh, it seems like five, six, seven captains, it feels like. They only had two captains when that season started, and they were both on the defensive side of the ball. You had Michael Doss and you had – uh, Donnie Nicky. There were no offensive captains. Now guys emerged. Uh, Krenzel certainly did. Obviously, uh, Michael Jenkins, uh, Claret to a certain extent did as well. You had um, what uh, you had Maurice Hall on that team. You had Lido Rocha. You had some good ball players on the team. That leadership grew throughout the season. But I'm just telling you, it was a fantastic experience for me to get to sit down and talk. We had we had him on the show for about for two segments, about almost half an hour. We had him on there. Could have been nicer. And uh, truly, um, one of the iconic figures in Ohio State football history. If you're talking about Mount Rushmore of Ohio State, he's got to be considered up there for what he did um, for the university and how he helped the Buckeyes rebound from the previous era and you know had the, the great success against Michigan when Trestle was there. And obviously, national championship and, and a couple other appearances there in the national championship. But um, a, a true delight to talk to him. So... Uh, follow me on that happens at that happens on Twitter. And, um, the, the interview is at 971thefan.com. If you want to check it out, it's funny because he, uh, calls by the wrong name one time in the interview and a lot of my friends and, um, followers on Twitter and, and on social media have had a lot of fun with that, but, uh, he did call me by the nickname of the normal host. Uh, but anyway, a great interview, 971thefan.com. It's the Rothman and Ice Show if you want to go check that out. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Buckeye Blitz. I appreciate it. And thanks for letting me ramble on about Jim Tressel, one of the all-time greats. It was fun. Uh, have a great, uh, great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.